Look out, everybody. The 2023 MLB season is right around the corner, and man, is there a lot to look forward to. Spring training games have started, so there is no better time than now to take a look at where each and every team stands heading into the new season. The juggernaut powerhouses, the rebranded newcomers, the pesky dark horses, and yes, even the rebuilding tanks. Each and every team gets an in-depth preview for their upcoming campaign. So kick back and enjoy another installment of the Straight Outer Left Season Preview Series 2023 edition. All right, welcome back to another installment of the Season Preview Series. Today we are heading back to the Bay Area to talk about the San Francisco Giants. The Giants had a gut punch of an offseason, you could say that. But first, let's talk about their um, 2022 season. After that magical 2021 season, the Magic seemed to sort of run out. They finished a respectable 81-81, and 81, good for third place in the NL West. But it was definitely a comeback down-to-earth year. 2021 looks more and more like a year of just massive overachievement, which isn't a bad thing, but that's just that's what it was. Just uh, looking at the facts here. Um, injuries were a big problem. They used 37 different batters and 66 players total. In particular, that number, like the 37 batters, that's alarming. You know, it's a problem when I'm looking at your 2022 baseball reference page, and I've never heard of some of these guys. Like, I had no idea that Ford Proctor existed until today. So that's slightly concerning. Uh, injuries, ineffective play. Bad defense was another big downfall for them, which was something they seemed to do really well in 2021. But yeah, looking at their... um, I'll get more into the defense in a second. But yeah, so last year, um, departure of Buster Posey, of course, stung a lot, and that seemed to be felt throughout the team. Not that there weren't some guys who did well, like uh, Jock Peterson and Thyro Estrada and Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon, but... Just overall, it was kind of a pretty meh year for the Giants last year. So now the question is, who did they bring in and who left? Well, they tried to bring in some guys over the offseason. There was the brief Arson Judge saga, of course. Thanks, John Heyman, for raising all the hopes of the Giants fans everywhere and then crushing them within 10 minutes. That's the uh, beauty of social media, I guess. So there was a lot of talk that he would become Aaron Judge would be returning to the Bay or coming to the Bay Area as a native Californian. That seemed like it could definitely be a possibility, and the Giants pushed really hard to get him, but the Yankees wound up making a better offer. And then they grabbed Carlos Correa, which, if you think about it, up the middle defense needs improving. Perfect. Correa's your guy. And also bring in kind of a leader to fill that void left by Posey. Perfect. Except that didn't work out. They balked at his physical. The whole ankle thing got concerning, and then... Uh, Giants got cold feet, basically, quote-unquote, left Correa standing at the altar, and then, yep, Mets got him, and then the Mets didn't get him, and then my Twins got him. So, at the Giants' expense, I'm very happy with how the offseason went for Correa, but I can get, as a Giants fan, how rough that is just to think that you have your franchise new franchise player, and then you don't get him. I will say, too, reflecting on the Giants offseason, people are obviously – they're one of the teams that have been pretty clowned on, I'd say, this offseason. They don't necessarily deserve that because they were trying. I mean, the Korea thing is a whole weird thing. Like, people are wondering who was that doctor who held up the deal. But that is what it is. And it's not like they sat around and did nothing. Like, they tried to get judged. They tried their hardest. It's just the Yankees – 
being the Yankees had more had a deeper pocket to reach into per se. So they tried. They definitely made moves. So, I mean, it's not like they're Cincinnati or Oakland or something just or Colorado just sitting around and doing nothing. It's just they tried and they just couldn't quite get what they wanted, but they still tried. So who's coming in? Uh, in the bullpen, we've got Taylor Rogers added on a three-year contract. So now he and his twin brother, Tyler, will be menacing uh, batters in late innings and games. Michael Conforto is in on a two-year deal. It's interesting because Conforto sat out all of 2022 with an injury and was unsigned. It was really weird to see him still a free agent last year, but just injury concerns caused teams to pass on him. But according to the Giants, he's healthy now and ready to go. So bring him in. Bring some outfield depth for sure. I mean, we know what Conforto can be. He's a former all-star potential. You know, I'm pretty sure a few years ago he was getting MVP votes. But yeah, so brought him in. You also brought back Jock Peterson, although he's not an addition. Got Mitch Hanniger, another outfielder with some injury concerns. But when he's on, he's on for sure. Roberto Perez is in as a some catching depth. Brought in Joe Ross, Stephen Pascotti. Sergio Romo's back on a minor league contract as of last week, so that's interesting. Um, and then who is out? He lost um, Evan Longoria and uh, Carlos Rodon. Those are two uh, contract options. Uh, they declined Longoria's option. Rodon opted out of his contract and went to the Yankees. That does hurt because he was he turned he had one of his best seasons ever with the Giants last year. He was so good. Not that they don't have the means to replace him, I would say. Garlin Garcia is out. Tommy Lestella is gone. Um, Alex Young is out. Brandon Belt, longtime first baseman, he's gone. Shelby Miller's gone. Jose Alvarez is gone. And Dom Nunez is gone. So, I mean, you lost Brandon Belt, who's another like longtime leader in franchise cornerstone, but his play was really declining. The Blue Jays seemed to see something in him, though, so they went and scooped him up. But, yeah, it was kind of time to move on from him for sure. Now, kind of, you know, Brian Crawford's really the last got holdover from those uh, Giants dynasty teams from the about 10 years ago now. It's crazy to think it's been that long. But, yet it has. It seems pretty far away at this point. So now let's run through this lineup here. We've got, we've got Lamont, late night Milan. Lamont Wade projected to be the new first baseman. After a tough injury-riddled 2022, he looks to return to his 2021 form, which definitely could happen. Uh, Tyro Estrada will be the second baseman again. Jack Pearson will be a lot of time in right field. Conforto looks to be the everyday left fielder. Grant Crawford is your shortstop. David Villar is over at third base after having a nice little stint at the end of the year with the big league club. Mike Yastrzemski comes back to play center field. Joey Bart gets another shot at the starting catching role. Blake Sable is the DH as a platoon option along with J.D. Davis, who can also play corner. Uh, in, Davis provides corner infield depth, and Sable can play. Uh, what does Sable do? He was a he was a minor league uh, trade acquisition, but due to injuries, he had a good spring. He seems in line to get a spot. Uh, Sable's uh, more of an outfielder slash catcher, former uh, red farmhand. Then you've got Roberto Perez as a backup catcher as well. Wilmer Flores, is a utility guy. He'll probably get a ton of at-bats, um, even though he's projected on the bench. But, you know, he can play everywhere, so he'll be filling in a ton and getting plenty of reps, particularly at first base if Wade doesn't want to face lefties. And then given some outfield injuries, Bryce Johnson, a young guy, a switch-hitting outfielder, 
looks to break camp with the team. Unfortunately, the injury bug is hitting the Giants kind of hard already. Luis Gonzalez is supposed to be out for uh, about four months with a herniated disc. Mitch Hanniger is doubtful for opening day because of a strained oblique. And Austin Slater, who is another outfielder, is supposed to be out for about a month and come back in mid-April with a strained hamstring. So if you look at that, you're seeing that, oh, wow, they've already, they're already down three outfielders come opening day. And while Hanniger and Slater should hopefully be back sooner, that still stinks, you know. So it's not really a full picture of their outfield. But yeah, once uh, those guys come back, they will both be getting regular playing time. And guys like, um, you know, guys like Blake Sable won't be getting as many outfield reps. Rotation has the potential to be really, really good, actually. Logan Webb is the ace after a dominant year again last year. Alex Cobb had a really nice year. The vet is, um, you know, back when he was a young star with the Rays, he was looking like one of the best pitchers in baseball. Then bad years with Baltimore and Anaheim kind of put him in more of a shroud of obscurity, but he's kind of made a comeback with the Giants and been pretty good these past couple of years. I mean, pitching in San Francisco definitely helps, but he seems to have found some of his stuff and he's not the young ace that he looked like he would be, but still a wily old vet who seems like he's got Got kind of a new lease on life, you could say. They bring in Ross Stripling, which is a nice addition. And Sean Manai, who's more of a reclamation project from the Padres. Alex Wood is back as well. And that bullpen, some good names at the top. You got Camilo Doval and the uh, two Rogers brothers, Taylor and Tyler. John Brebbia also looked really good last year. You got Scott Alexander and then Anthony DiScafania and Jacob Junis, who could also be kind of starter candidates as well but they can be also long relief relief type guys if uh the rotation kind of boxes them out a little bit luke jackson should also be back soon he's recovering from tommy john surgery but they brought him in for when he recovers and he has potential to be a really solid reliever as well so looking at this giants team here i mean first uh so i want to talk about the fielding their fielding last year was actually pretty bad and i i kind of figured that out. i mean i remember last year you know hearing giants are not doing well in fielding you know, I didn't really see the numbers, but I figured this out because I was looking at their baseball reference page and I was thinking, why are why do all of their starters have such good FIPs? Like Alex Wood's FIP is about a run and a half better than his actual ERA. Alex Cobbs was a full run better. The only starter who got significant time last year who had a better ERA than FIP was Rodon or no, was Logan Webb, actually. But it was only by like a tenth of a run. So. I looked and the Giants rank in the bottom half or at least well below average in most major defensive categories. And you can look at this in different ways. You can look at more of the more of the traditional things like fielding percentage and total errors or even like their defensive runs saved or their efficiency percentage or some of the more new age stuff. And generally, I'm just I kind of was looking at some clips. The eye test just isn't there like they just were not a good fielding team last year, which is pretty surprising. They're usually one of the better ones. At least that's kind of what seemed to be the case. So they're going to need to pick that up this year for sure. And guys like, I mean, Conforto can help. Yastrzemski um, can def- is definitely one of their better fielders. But guys like, you know, Estrada also is pretty good. But guys like Wade and, and I mean, it's you can tell that like Brandon Crawford's better days are behind him at this point. But you're hoping you can still get some plus defensive, uh, defensive output from him. So, yeah, it's just kind of tough if you've got this good pitching staff and you're not supporting them with good fielding and then you have a lineup that has a ton of question marks. It's uh, it's not exactly a recipe for success. I mean, again, the Giants defied a lot of odds in 2021 to win that National League West title. 
but that was two years ago at this point. We need to focus on the here and now. And to be honest, right now, I'm not super optimistic about how things look for this team. They're playing in a division with two absolute juggernauts in the Dodgers and Padres. They've, you know, they've got the starting rotation for for sure, and they've got some strong arms in that bullpen. But they didn't really get the impact bat, game-changing bats that they needed for this offseason, during this offseason. Not that they didn't try, they did, but it just didn't work out. I'm not saying this lineup is completely terrible. I mean, Peterson is really good. Wade can be really good. Uh, Estrada had a nice year last year. Conforto and Hanegar, if they can stay healthy, they should be productive as well. Austin Slater's a fine hitter. But there's just not enough there for me to get super excited about this team. I And I think, too, the Diamondbacks are going to be pesky as well. So you're playing the NLS is not an easy division to play, and it's going to be tough for them this year. Gabe Kapler, though, is a good, I think he's a pretty good manager. I think he can kind of re- get, he's good at getting a lot out of guys who you wouldn't expect it from, but that can only go so far. I mean, just at the end of the day, it's tough to compete with Titans if you just don't have the the manpower that you used to. But not saying it's completely hopeless, but the Giants are going to need a lot for, a lot to go right for them to make a playoff push in 2023. But uh, again, anything can happen. One guy to keep an eye on this year, uh, Mike Yastrzemski. You know, we've got some break hitters who we're hoping break out, like Joey Bart and uh, hopefully like Lamont Wade can kind of return to form, people like that. But Yastrzemski, I mean, remember him in like 2019, 2020? He was getting MVP votes for how good he was hitting. And again, 2020 shortened season. But he was hitting like in the 270s or 280s with really high on base percentages, 20 home run power, great defense in the outfield. In the past couple of years, the uh, still hitting about averaging about 20 home runs, but the batting average is down in the 220s range, and he's now just a barely league average hitter at this point. But if he can kind of put things together, which I think he can, he does have some pretty good advanced numbers. You know, exit video hits the ball harder than average. He, he's good at barreling it up. There's maybe a little bit of bad luck in there. He doesn't chase out of the zone much, and he's got a great eye at the plate. If he can couple, and like I said, he's one of the few Giants players who is a defensive uh, strength for them. If he can get into some better luck and start hitting like he did a couple years ago, he could turn into a really big contributor for them. And if the Giants go on a big run, he would be a huge reason why. So keep an eye on Yastrzemski as we go into 2023. If he can provide that anchor five tool guy they need in center field, he could help the Giants do a lot better than they otherwise would.